0: Thank you for tuning in to the New Vision Podcast. Our prayer is that this talk builds your faith, brings clarity, and gives you hope. Enjoy the message. Yeah, man, uh, I, I love, man, I love this church. You guys got a good church, man. Look, I'm telling you. Oh, I love it, man. God is moving here. You guys are a part, I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm not just saying this because, you know, Kevin, Mel, they're just so close. But, man, there, I feel Jesus here, man. I feel Jesus here. This, uh, well, uh, before I start, I want to introduce my wife, Candace. Just uh, if you can raise. Uh, that's right. That's my wife. Uh, your boy got game. I got game, all right? All right, I got game. I was blessed. Thank you, Lord. Um, you know, uh, I, I just, uh, I love just, uh, man, it's, like, being a part of what God is doing. Like, I just love being a part of that, and I love, like, this this whole theme that, like, uh, you know, we're talking, the theme for this year, and, like, what we're, what this church is focusing on is being called, because that is a powerful thing, right? To understand, to grasp, to be a part, and I just want a quick little update. Chi Alpha, man, you guys support. What is Chi Alpha? It's a campus ministry, right? Uh, It stands for Christ Ambassador. I'm at Missouri State with my wife and I. We've been there 15 years, and God is doing incredible things. We're literally a few weeks away from uh, sending seven missions teams out on spring break. Um, We have three going out this summer. We have around 100 students signed up to impact this world and across the country. It's incredible. God is doing an incredible work. Students are signed up and said, I want to take my spring break. Instead of partying, instead of going out there, I want to make an impact for Jesus. Thank you. Thank you so much, right? Thank you for supporting us, right? Because when you, like, for, for me, like, I, I I want to have a purpose. Like, it's so important. Like, when you, like, it's, it's lonely not to have a purpose. It's scary not to have a purpose, right? You guys, this happens to me all the time. You guys ever walk into a room, right, and you forgot why you walked in that room? <laughs> that ever happened to you? All the time, Well, Like, you, you, you walk into the room and you're like, I, I, was, I was here for something. I don't know what that is right now. And, like, you start to do stuff to try to remind yourself, some of you guys talk to yourselves. You're like, okay, I went over here. Do I have to do this? You start talking to yourself, right, to try to activate why you were there. You start talking to yourself. Some of you guys, like, you start, like, pointing. You're like, mm, is it? Uh, no, right? Like, for me, like, when I walk in a room and I forget, I, I do this, like, key motion. I do this. Like my wife's always like, "What are you doing?" I don't know. I forgot what I was in here for, and I make because I usually forget my keys, and I think that's gonna activate something. You know what I mean? Some of you guys, when you walk in a room and you don't know why you're there for, you start doing other things. Like, I don't, I don't know, why I'm here. I made a bowl of cereal. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. I gotta figure it out. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna bask in this presence, and I don't know. Like. Some of you guys, you, you just start wandering. Some of you guys are pacers. Like, you're like, what am I here for? Some of you guys just start opening stuff. Like, I don't know why I'm here. I'm just opening stuff, right? But, like, you're trying to figure out. You don't know why you're there. And I feel like when we walk this earth without knowing God's calling, like, that's what we, we're just wandering. We're making senseless motions. And, and for some of us, this has impacted us greatly. We've seen people literally end up in prison or dedicate their lives to things that are worthless because they're walking this earth not knowing their purpose, their calling. We've seen people in old age like, literally realize that they focused their whole life on things that dissipate, that go away. That's like a, like a mist, the Bible says. Right? So it's so important for us to know, like, God, what are you calling? What is this thing? You you know, what have you called me? What is your purpose? What are you doing in my life? I don't want to walk this earth just wandering around, forgetting or not realizing why I'm here. What is the purpose behind that? What are you using me for? And I and, and I love when in, in the book of Isaiah, like Isaiah chapter 6, really has this moment condensed down in Isaiah's life. And it, it's this moment where he acknowledges God, and it's just this powerful moment of how God used him in tremendous ways. You see, what was happening in Isaiah's time is that Israel just they weren't doing good. Like, in fact, they they were, they were too busy focused on their riches. They were too busy being tempted by other gods. They, they weren't treating the poor well. They weren't doing well with their resources. They were literally this, this vision, this heart that God had for them. They, they were consumed with themselves, and it, it was just not good. And then God called Isaiah to prophesy at that moment, like to speak into that moment. Nobody was speaking out. Nobody was saying, hey, like, listen, like, this is not right what we're doing. And God called Isaiah for that. And there's something that we can learn from Isaiah in his calling, in his process that happened in chapter 6. And the first thing that we can learn is that when the chapter first starts off, Isaiah starts talking about God. Like, he starts talking about how great God is. And there's, there's something where if you want to know, like, what your calling is, if you want to know, like, hey, God, why do you have me here on this, on this earth? First, you have to acknowledge who God is. Like, listen, this is important. You have to acknowledge, if, if God is our creator, right? If He created you, you have to acknowledge who. He is, and that's how Isaiah starts chapter 6, right? He says this like, in the year a king Uzziah died, I saw the Lord, this is verse 1, chapter 6, high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple, right? In verse 2, he starts talking about, like, literally, he went Lord of the Rings style on it, like, starts talking about these mythical creatures, how literally... They're sitting there, and they're worshiping God. And in verse 3, they're calling out to one another, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole world is filled with his glory. There was this acknowledgement of God and his power. And in that acknowledgement, Isaiah realized, man, I, I am not right. Like, I need to get my stuff right. I need to get myself together. There was literally... A consecration, almost in a sense, this realization, this turning around, this revelation that happened in Isaiah. And it's this this powerful thing. We we have to understand that there's no way, there's no way that we can acknowledge God. And not acknowledge his purpose and mission. There's just no way that we can have full acknowledgement and understanding of God. But not understand his purpose, his mission, his calling in our lives. Like, we just have to understand that, right? Because when we realize, like, how great God is and his love for people, like, there's no way you can say you know God, but you don't know how much he loves this earth, how much he loves his people. Like, it's inseparable. Like, you know, I'm married. I got three kids. I would hope once you get to know me that you will know that I love my kids, that I love my wife. And you can't separate that. You can't come up to me and be like, yo, I want to hang with you, but, like, don't bring your family around, just you. All right, just you. It's just not going to work. That's not going to work. I've talked about this here before. It's not going to work, right? There's no way we can acknowledge God and not acknowledge his mission here on earth. His purpose, right? And, and a lot of times, like, we, we get that confused because we want to make it about ourselves, right? But listen, it is not about you. It's about the, the God who sent you. Like, you, we just have to, you have to understand. Listen, God's purpose, it's God's purpose, Right. And he created that and that and we fully operate in that purpose. We are best when we operate in that purpose. But it's not about you. It's about the God who sent you. It's the, about the God who lives in you. Right. You, you've heard this. Right. God doesn't, qual, uh, God doesn't call the ones who are qualified. He qualifies the ones who are called. We, we just have to understand that. And in time, like, this is important that we start with acknowledging him and acknowledging who he is and what he can do and how he can move through us and how he can use us for a greater purpose. It's important for us to start with him. Like, a lot of times we let our insecurities and what we can't do get in the way. But it's not about that. It's about the great God that can work through you. I want to let you know something about yourself. I turned to your neighbor. I was like, we're going to find something out. There's more that you can't do than what you can do. I want to make it real simple. There's more on this earth that I can't do than what I can do. Right? You ever thought you were smart and then you're like, oh, I got this. And then a professional comes along and be like, I don't know nothing. You ever had those moments? Like, you, listen, there's more on this earth that you don't know. Right? But here's the deal, right? If we measure on that, then we'll never do anything. Right? What we measure is on the God who has called us, the God who flows through us. And we under, have to understand the power that lies. A lot of times we're like, man, I don't know if I can... God, how can you use me? I don't know. We compare ourselves to other people. We think about other people. I don't, you know, I don't know how you're going to use me. I don't know how you can use me. There's so much I don't know. I don't know that much about the Bible. I don't know that much about these things. I hope that compels you to learn more. And I hope once you know more, I hope you want to learn more. Right? And a, a lot of times it's, for, it's important for us to know who he is and who is calling us. Because it changes. Right? You ever, a little kid, your mom was like, go, they're loud. Go tell them kids to be quiet. You walk in with authority. You look at your cousins and be like, hey, mom said, shut up. Right? Like, y'all come in with that. Y'all just straight, right? Because mom has sent you. Right? You, you understand that. like, And we a lot of times we're, we're stingy with things because we don't realize the God who sent us. We're stingy with our servanthood. We're stingy with our love. We, why? Because we're setting us as the standard. We're not setting God. Right? Man, I grew up, I'm the youngest of four. I grew up in New York. All right? Youngest of four. So you got to understand, when I went shopping, there was rules. My mom pulled up the car. In the grocery store, she would stop, turn around, and she'd be like, listen, don't touch nothing, don't look at nothing, you can't get nothing, don't ask me for nothing, like they ain't, listen, we're going to go in, we're going to buy this, this, and we're going to go out. Ain't time for you to shop around, okay? This ain't a shopping spree, this ain't prices right, okay? Like she would, she would let know, because every time I'd be like, mommy, 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 like, can I have this? Can I have it? Right? But I grew up, again, I grew up in New York, right? In Long Island, New York. But in the city, like Long Island, New York is like the burbs, right? But in the city, my uncle and a lot of my family live there. And in the city, there's these, like, little stores. That, like, kind of most of them are in the corner or, like, they're just wedged in. And they're called bodegas. And in Spanish, bodega just means store. It has everything. Okay, imagine everything in a Walmart, like, crammed in. I got a picture of it, like, crammed into a store. It's a bodega. You can straight, you can get any, you can do your taxes there, everything, all right? <laughs> Bro, the whole nine. Oh, you need a doctor? All right, boom, go in this door, bow, there'll be a doctor there. You're like, how, you, how is a chiropractor attached to this bodega? Like, so, but my, my uncle, he, he owned a bodega, Right? And I remember when we used to go to the city, we used to go to this bodega, and I remember walking in and, like, looking around. And he would always look at me. And he's like, Andy, you can have whatever you want. Have all the candy. Oh, your boy. Your boy. I knew. Why? Because my uncle owned the store. Yo, I filled up. I remember walking out with tons of candy. It was only candy. All right? I wasn't wise enough to get, like, you know, actual things. <laughs> But, but I just remember, man, I remember why. Because my uncle owned the store. Some of you guys are walking this earth like Jesus don't own it. You feel what I'm saying? Like, listen, here's the beauty about God's love. It's limitless. Like, literally, somebody you give love to somebody, right, you, you care for them, you serve them, right, they don't appreciate it. It's so, all right. I got more. It's not mine. I got more for you. It's not about me. It's about the God who sent me, right? So when we acknowledge him, right, Isaiah first looked up and acknowledged how mighty, how great God was. And it put perspective in what he can do. And I feel like a lot of us are walking this earth not acknowledging how mighty God is. You're stingy. You're holding back. You ain't showing love at your job. You ain't showing love at the places around you. You got limits. Why? Because you're making it about you. But when we tap into a God who truly died on a cross and showed his love, it it just expands. You, You just can love more. You can serve more. You can care for people more. Because you're acknowledging the creator who flows through you. Right, So Isaiah acknowledges God, and then he has this moment, right, in verse 8, in chapter 6, verse 8. Then they, I heard the voice of the Lord say, whom shall I send, and whom will go for us? And I said, here I am, send me. Send me. Listen, when we acknowledge God, right, we acknowledge his mightiness, right, the next step, what, is for us to be willing. You have to be willing to be used by God. Listen, when your willingness is the key to unlock God's calling and great purpose for your life, right? You always want to have a key to go into somewhere, right? You know I mean? Oh, I can't get in this room. I don't have the key. Right? You ever, like, go up to a hotel and sometimes your car don't work? You're like, I can't get in. You want to know what your key to God's potential? Your willingness. That is your key. That is your key. But, you know, what you're saying, it's like, man, but, Andy, you understand, God hasn't really used me. God hasn't done great things through me. I, I, I haven't experienced that. Maybe you're not willing. Maybe you're more comfortable saying no to God than yes to God. All right? Why don't you unlock some things? Why don't you just say, okay, I'll do it. I'll try it. I'll go for it. Right? Because if you're saying no, he ain't going to use you. God's a gentleman. God's not a dictator. He loves us. He cares for us. You know, you you have to... if you, if you think about it in life, and I'm going to hit home with this. Look, you guys ready? Some of us are willing to do more things for a paycheck than for our God. Some of us, man, you, you know, I got, yo, I, I grew up in a single parent home, youngest of four. My mom had to do what she had to do to raise four kids. I thank the Lord for her, Right? But some of you, some of us are more willing to do stuff for a paycheck than we are willing for our creator. We we will say more yeses to an employer than we are willing to say yes to the Lord. And I'm not saying have an attitude in your job or be saying no. I'm just saying say yes to Jesus. Your yeses to Jesus makes you a greater employer. Your yeses to Jesus makes you a better husband, wife. Your yeses to Jesus makes you a better friend, brother, or sister. It coincides. It blends together. We have to be willing. We got to be willing to step out. Why? Because if when it's about us, we're not willing. Because I'm going to be honest, you can't do it. But God can. God can do it through you. Right? And when we acknowledge him and we understand that, we're willing to walk forward. When we understand that Jesus owns the store. Right? When we understand that you're not the creator of love. You're the distributor of it. You, you help give it out. But you, you ain't created. You don't own it. I hope you don't walk around thinking you own love. So why are you stingy with it? You know, we always have these like, oh, these dreams. What if I win? You know, what if I win this much money? What would I do with it? But listen, we never, we never think about what if I have unlimited love? What would I do with it? You have it. What are you doing with it? We have to acknowledge him and we have to be willing. And this is a powerful process. This is a powerful process for us to understand, right? Because there's people who invested in my life that were willing. They were willing to put up with me. They were willing to deal with me. When, when the streets was more my God than Jesus. They were willing to deal with me when violence was, a, was a, you know, a conflict resolution for me. They were willing to deal with them when I looked at them right in the face and lied to them, but they were willing to love me past because they weren't accessing something that they had, but they were accessing this, this love that God had for me. And I stand before you today because people were willing to do that in my life. And if and if you think about it like I, Isaiah had a, a unique calling. Right? It wasn't like, man, you're going to you're going to proclaim and and the city's going to be awesome and God's going to move and the land's going to be healed. No, it was like tell people that you're going to get taken over. Like, listen, you're going to have a war with the Syrians. You're going to make a deal with them, and then they're going to turn their back on you, and that's going to happen. And in fact, the Babylonians are going to come, and they're going to destroy your city, and you're going to be exiled, and you're going to be scattered all over. But in the midst of that, then, my, like, my seed, my Messiah will come. Your Messiah will come, right? And for years, that's all, like, you got to understand, like, it had to be annoying for the people around they're like, "Bro, Isaiah, just be quiet, man." Like, I'm I'm not like I love things to be positive, right? If God gave me this call, I'm like, "Man, I don't know if I can do this." Right? But Isaiah literally all he did was prophesy and warn people. That was that's what God called him to do. It's a it's a unique calling. But there's, there's this powerful thing, like in, in Matthew, right? We see in Matthew chapter, chapter 1, verse 23, right? When, when Jesus was born, in verse 23, it reads The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So here Jesus is born and the people know who he is. they have a reference to and what's the reference, right? Because if, if we research Isaiah in the New Testament is quoted around 60 times. He's quoted like you gotta understand, right? This purpose, this calling that God had for Isaiah, wasn't gonna be manifested to years after after he's dead, right? In fact, the the good news of his prophecies weren't gonna happen till the end. But they sat there in, ver, in verse in Matthew, verse one. I mean, chapter 1, verse 23, and they said, Emmanuel, it's not God above us. It's not God away from us. It's God with us. And the the reason they know this is because Isaiah, chapter 7, verse 14, and Isaiah prophesied, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive a birth to a son, and we call him Emmanuel. People knew because of Isaiah. People knew about Jesus. He set the platform. He plowed the field. He prophesied. 66 times, around 66 times in the New Testament, people referred and they confirmed and understood the great things that Jesus did because Isaiah. And if you think about it, like when did all this start with Isaiah? Like did he instantly put it together? Like, all right, I'm going to call people out, and then they're not going to like me. I'm going to walk around, people are like, man, don't talk to him. Just bad news. Bad news, Isaiah. What, 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 Isaiah? What, okay. Okay, I shouldn't eat breakfast, all right, because it's bad. Everybody's going to take this away, okay. For years, he, he never... A lot of his prophecies he never even saw. So where where did it start? Where did that obedience? Where did that start, right? Because a lot of times we get infatuated like we we want to make God's calling so far away that we can't reach it. We're like, man, once I get there, once I do this, once I change these things, once I make this much money, once I position myself, and we make it so distant that we're like, man, I'm not there yet, but I'll, I will, I'll get there, right? But with Isaiah, where it started, right, was in that verse, chapter 6, verse 8. When he heard the Lord call out with a mighty voice whom shall I send who will go for us and Isaiah makes this powerful he's like here I am God's calling started with Isaiah when he said here I am. You know, a lot of times we like to overcomplicate this. Like, God, what do you have for me? What is it? And we, we want to make God's calling like this puzzle that we can't figure out. right? Because it sidelines us. Like Once I figure this out, it's simple. God's calling starts in your life where you're at. Here I am. He didn't say, who's going to go? Eventually. I can be there. I'll I'll be there. Let me work on stuff. Let me take some speech classes. Listen to some YouTube videos. No, he said, here I am. Like, let's not overcomplicate it. Listen, God's not going to call you to something when you ain't doing it right now. And here's the deal. Your calling, most likely, is going to be where you're at right now you want to know like lord i i don't know where i'm called well start where you're at right now here i am start being nice to people at your job don't be the grumpy employee you're like well there's not really grumpy employees that, you might be the grumpy employee that that might be you Nobody's saying nothing around you. They're like, no, it's great. I'll just go do I'll file this. Un-Grumpify for Jesus. Bring an extra lunch for somebody. Bring extra money. Buy lunch for them. Listen, I I, I remember a, a student said this, we're at a meeting, and he, and he says, Hey guys, um, in an invitation is really cheap to do. And what he meant by that, it's so easy to invite somebody. Hey, what are you doing Wednesday? Hey, what are you doing Sunday? Hey, what are you doing Thursday? Come come over for dinner. Hey, what are you doing after work? Hey, we have a men's Bible study here. Hey, uh, our youth group meets on Wednesday. And we're having it, like this event. It's real cool. Like, you want to come check it out? It's so easy. Like if you think of it, if you're at a job and you at least haven't invited somebody to church, I don't know how God's gonna use you. Are you having that here I am, Lord? Or when you hear that call, do you hide? You're like, not me. There's other greater people out there, God. I'll pray for them. That guy there, he's great. Use him. Are you saying, here I am? Here I am, Lord. Here I am. I'm broken. I'm bitter, God, but I know that you can use me. Lord, I'll give you that bitterness. I'll give you that hurt, but I know you can use me. Here I am, God. I'm at this job and I, I, I like it, but there's there's somebody else and they're, they're going through a tough time. Lord, here I am, God. God's calling starts with here I am. If you guys can stand up. I've seen literally students at Missouri State, a lot of people come up to me, they're like, Andy, like, how do, you, how do you connect with students? And a lot of times they expect like this answer like, man, we go up and then we hit the lights and then we come in and I say, yo, what's up, my dudes? You know what I mean? No, it's not. It's, li- listen, it's simple. We're on the campus. We say, here I am, Lord. We meet people by just simple saying, hey, what are you doing? Some people are like nothing and they walk away. Others are like, man, I'm eating. And like, can we eat with you? And we just hang out with them and build a relationship. Here's the deal. There's so many people you guys know just care and love on them. And when they say, man, why are you being so nice? Hey, man, you know, God's worked on me and I've learned how to care for people. This ain't me. This is God. Here I am, Lord. And here's the deal, like, uh, Kevin was telling me, man, and I love this, right? We want to respond. We want to physically respond to what God is calling. And for some of you guys, right, you need to start your journey with God. You need to at least say, God, here I am. I don't have a relationship with you. There's so much I need to learn about you. In fact, at times... I resisted you, but God, I, I, just, I just need to know who you are. I, God, I, I realize that you love me, and maybe there's, I don't understand that, but Lord, I, I would like to start that journey, and if you're here today and you say, hey, I, I want to do that, I don't, I don't know if you guys have a prayer team. Man, if, if, if that's you, and while we're praying, you don't, you don't have to come up. We're, we're going to open up for prayer. You can walk over to somebody and just tell them, I don't know Jesus. Or I want to start a journey with Jesus. Or I, even if you come down and be like, hey, I'm just curious. Can you just pray for me? Be like, I'm not sure. But can you pray for my unsureness? I don't know that's fine we'll, that, that's great yeah. listen we'll, we'll pray for we'll pray with you and you need to have that moment and say God here I am I want to know who you are and for some of you you're saying God here I am send me here I am God And you've been going through like, God, I don't know what you're going to use. Some of you guys, you feel like you're in limbo. Here's the deal. God can use you. If God takes Paul, throws him in the prison, people get saved in that prison. Like, come on. He can use you exactly where you are at. I remember I sat down and we were having an intense conversation with one of my friends. He was struggling. He was struggling with his walk with Jesus. And we're, like, you know, like, I don't mind arguing. Like, and, like, and Kevin says I'm an encourager, and I, I am, but I also, like, clowning on homies. I got, like, I, I love cracking jokes. I wish there was a holiday that just accepted cracking jokes, and then I can just go off that day. <laughs> just clown on homies. What up, big head? You go bow and just go off. <laughs> right? So, but, like, I'm from New York, man. We're intense. He's, he's like, man, it's a passionate and he looked at me, he was like, man, you've had people who invested in your life, but how about my parents? And I go to my job and he's like, and he was struggling, he's like, I'm at this bar and I look around and he's like, how about them, huh? Who's God gonna send for them? And he's crying, he's like, who God sent for my family? And I looked at him, he's like, you know who he sent? He sent you! Yeah. He sent you! Yeah. Listen, we can't pray for somebody else to do this. It is you. Think about it, right? Jesus didn't have 12 angels. Yeah. We don't talk about Jesus and his 12 angels. We don't talk about Jesus and his 12 animals, a tiger or elephant with a hype. Just imagine Jesus with eagles on his shoulders straight rampant. That would i will be like, "Yo, might be a believer." You know what I'm saying? But he didn't. Why? He had 12 humans. We are called. You are called. (laughs) Your calling starts with where you're at. And most of you guys, right, we're on this journey and we're like, you know, when I drive, long drives, my kids are like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And some of you guys are like, God, are you going to call me yet? Are you going to call me yet? Is it time? He's like, no, man, you're getting called right now. You'll know when I stop to a gas station. You know once we get there. Yeah. You know when you have to make a turn while you're in the car. If you totally you surrendered your life to God, you know. know. Yeah. So let's respond to this. There's a prayer team. If you guys can come up, and let's have a moment that we respond and say, Jesus, here I am. And here's the deal. I I, I want a little purpose behind this. I want you to pray for actual names, right? Because he wants to use you with people. God reaches people. God loves people. He don't love things. Right? You might love your truck. But your purpose in your life is not that, right? Your purpose in your life is to love and care for people. So here's the deal. If you're saying, God, here I am. All right, Lord, help me serve this person. Help me care for this person. Help me love these people like you love them. All right? And for others, you're starting your journey. You're saying, here I am, God. I want to know you. Here I am, Lord. I want to accept you into my life. Please, I want you to do this, right? Because God has called you to be in community. When you come up to somebody to receive that prayer, just tell them. He's like, I'm... I need to rededicate my life or I've never accepted Jesus. And we want to have the opportunity to pray with you, to build a relationship with you, and to care for you just like Jesus did. So here's the deal. I, I, I like to count, not because it's a race, and it might sound a little kiddish, but I just, I don't want to be confused. Like, is it time for me to receive prayer? I don't, I want to be very clear, all right? So here's the, I'm just going to count to three. And these altars, this, this, Front area is open for you. I want you to look to your neighbor and say, Here I am. Here I am. Here I am. One, two, three. Let's pray. Our prayer is that this message impacted you. We would love to hear your story and have you partner with us financially as we work to spread the life-changing story of Jesus. You can do this at newvisiongrandview.com.